And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. It is Wednesday, May the 19th. Welcome, everyone. We are live from the bunker. Jason Hunt here, editor-in-chief at Sci-Fi For Me. I am firmly ensconced behind microphone number three, deep beneath world headquarters. Happy to be here. Welcome, everyone. The phone number, if you want to be part of today's program, 867-5309. Ask for Jenny. The chat's open. Comments are active. You can always send us an email, live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com. We're on all the socials. We're on too many socials, and we have a newsletter. We do invite you to sign up for that. I send one out every now and again. For those of you who are new, this is just one of seven channels we have, uh, seven seven programs we have on this channel. I'll say it right. I've only had two cups of coffee. So uh, we do invite you to check out any of the rest of the shows that we've got here. And if you are into podcasts, this show and a couple of others are available on various different podcast players. And we've got listeners all over the world. We're glad you're here with us as well. If you're here in replay, you can always leave a comment and share your thoughts. And uh, in follow-up to yesterday's discussion this comes out we've got uh, this story about the warner discovery deal apparently being structured so they can sell it at some point uh i don't know i don't know this looks like uh this this is not the end of this story here the warner media employees i i feel for you i really do in the meantime we get this announcement This this looks really cool. Batman animated series. Uh, This is from HBO Max. Matt Reeves, part of his development deal. And Bruce Timm is going to be involved in this as well. A brand new Batman animated series. J.J. Abrams is involved. But look at this poster. This is a sweet poster. It's called Batman Caped Crusader. And they're describing it as noir. It's going to sound, it sounds like it's going to be part of that, uh, that, same kind of tone that we'd get from uh, from the original animated series. And just, just as I start to get my hopes up, then there's this. Superman and Lois type of animated thing starring Jack Quaid, who's part of Star Trek Lower Direct. Uh, this is going to be on HBO Max and Cartoon Network. And you can see here, the, the animation on this doesn't look anything like... Uh, at least it's not noodle arms and bean face. This looks more like webtoon type of stuff. But um, the, as, as you can see here, the ginger side continues. And, uh, you know, that's, that's how that is. But, you know, opportunities for cosplayers, I guess, right? So speaking of cosplay, we have... This We had this story a long while back, probably a, a little bit over a year ago. Maybe I think it was on Tribble Bites, our Star Trek news program. This is Katie Nicolau doing her weather forecast in costume. 
And at the time, this was cute, and we thought it was a one-off, but it's not. This is something that she's done a few times, and she joins us now to uh, talk about that and the weather. Katie, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, sure. Thanks for being here. This was uh, this was one of those things. I was like, well, you know, we ought to because I saw something. I saw something pass through on my Twitter feed a while a little while ago, and I thought. Yeah, it'd be fun to sit and talk, talk with her about this because we have uh, we have our own forecast uh, stuff that we really? do. Of course, it's just uh, it's just a graphic, so it's not. That's so uh, awesome. Uh, let me see where if I can get to it. So we do this every week, uh, <laughs> and it's <laughs> it's it's quite a bit of work. Uh, Mrs. Yeah, oh, I bet. Yeah, Mrs. Boss goes through and finds, and and this is basically we're looking at cities that are hosting events next weekend. So we project out a week. These, this is all of the stuff that's going on in the May twentieth weekend, and so here's the weather forecast. And we've been doing this for a while, but I thought, you know, this is this is tough, and we've had we've had people involved before who have done this sort of thing, but you're actually a for real meteorologist. This thing here is not just something you did for fun. I mean, it's it's oh, no. something you did for fun, but you actually do this for a living. You're a morning meteorologist at CBS 14 in Sioux City, Iowa. I am indeed, yes. So why don't we start there, how you got started in meteorology, because the story here, you started quite young. Well, younger, oh, yeah. younger than you are now, because you're still quite young. Um, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But you you got an interest. You developed a passion for meteorology early. Oh, yeah. No, it was great. In a very strange, the universe knew I needed to do this kind of way. <laughs> uh, my family was driving back. We were in Michigan, driving across the Palm and back towards our home. And it just so happened that it was at night and it was a terrible thunderstorm, like four years old. And the storm actually ended up producing a tornado. And we had to pull off on the side of the road because we couldn't see anything. And I saw all the wind and the lightning and the rain. I thought it was the coolest thing. You know, four-year-olds, we don't know when we're in danger. And so my parents drove us home when the storm lit up. We turned on the TV because no cell phones back in the early 2000s. And lo and behold, the tornado went right on top of us. And we had no idea. It was, it was a Michigan tornado. They, aren't, they don't do much. But it was still cool for me. I thought, okay, what's a tornado? How can I learn more about it? And my parents were like, We'll take it to the library tomorrow. And so I read all the weather books, literally every weather book at like the two different libraries in our town. And uh, I just kept learning, watched the Weather Channel religiously, like Jim Cantori. I will be the next Jim Cantori. I love that man. And I just absolutely loved the weather. So I went to school for it. Another tornado hit my house while I was studying. And um, now I'm out here, graduated and living the dream. So what is it? about weather in general, but it sounds like you've got an affinity for tornadoes in particular. What is it that you find so fascinating about this? I mean, why, why that particular thing, out of anything that you could ever be interested in, what holds your attention there? I think it's because it's always around us. It's always happening, and you could literally blink and something new will happen, especially with severe weather. Like, that is my specialty. It's tornadoes and snow. Ironically, they're very opposite, but I love them both equally. Maybe don't tell snow, but I love tornadoes a little more. But it's great because 
you get to see these storms that literally have the power of five atomic bombs. That's just one supercell thunderstorm. And that's right above your head. You feel the power and just the, the energy is unmatched anywhere else on Earth. And you just get to see so many different spots and get so many amazing pictures and views and things that most people will never see in their lives. Yeah. And I love being able to share that with people and to, you know, protect people was the main reason why I got into it. And now I'm able to teach people, too. So connecting both is just a dream come true. So before you actually started formally studying meteorology, were you a weather spotter at all? Did you did you jump into that <laughs> and, and do that part of it? I was, yes, I had the phone number for the National Weather Service in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I thought I was so cool. And then I grew up and I realized they just have it on their website. Right. Uh, like, this is an elite level phone number. No one gets it unless they finish the training. And uh, I, I had so much fun calling in, like, pea-sized hail, little itty-bitty stuff. And then, then I got to college and we started chasing storms out on the plains. And, oh, boy, that's a whole new world. Now, uh, a lot of people think Twister uh, when, when they think about this kind of thing. Uh, when you're when you're seeing something like that, when you're seeing weather, meteorology, and and that sort of thing being portrayed in the media, movies, TV shows, and that kind of thing, you look at these things like the day after, or or what was the what was the yeah. one that, uh, oh, flood, snow, um, oh, what was his name? Uh, was in I just I just drew a blank. Quaid, Dennis Quaid was in it. Played. Day after tomorrow, uh, or something like yeah, that. It was this weather, yeah, day after massive, massive weather event that destroys the planet. I'm like <laughs> that doesn't really track, as far as I know from the science. Do you, when you see stuff like that, how much, how much cringing are you doing? How much are you shouting at the screen? <laughs> it's not. That's not how it's supposed to be. Outside of Twister, so much. I remember I went and watched Into the Storm. When, when I was probably in high school, and I I almost walked out. The science was so bad. Like, Twister, they actually spoke with people at the National Weather Service, and they spoke with the researchers, and they made sure that they actually had the jargon down. The technobabble was perfect. Yeah. And they actually, for the most part, did it very well. Then you just look, I know they're making a new movie called, um, uh, gosh, I have the storm or something. It's with Alec Baldwin. They're filming in Montana this summer. And they're like, we're trying to get into the eye of the supercell. I'm like, oh, my gosh, no. <laughs> and I actually, I tweeted them. I was like, dude, I will work for free. Pull me on as a consultant meteorologist. I'm tired of having to see this stuff. Like, <laughs> just get it right. Like, Sharknado is probably going to be more accurate. At least they know what a tornado and a water spout are. <laughs> they don't even know that a supercell doesn't have an eye. Well, now it and and that that really, you know, and you get into various different film and and television projects where they're they have specialists, whatever the field is, you know, whatever the story is. You you have these people that come in and they they throw out all of this technical babble, and you're like, that doesn't sound right. I don't know mm -hmm. anything about, uh, 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 you know. CIA infiltrations or anything like that, but that doesn't sound right. You know, you see every now and again, especially with Twitter, uh, blowing up anytime there's any kind of error or, you know, something factual, they get, they get something wrong in a TV show. I can only imagine how frustrating it is for, for meteorologists because it's such a, I don't want to say it's, it's an, 
I don't I don't think it's an, an ambiguous sign. Hello, cat. His name's Radar, by the Radar. way. Radar. Oh, okay. All right. He's gonna get a little sister named Doppler here soon. Now, does does this radar? I know I know Radar named for Radar, but does he does he share any of the characteristics uh, that Radar O'Reilly have? That well, yes, he's very agile and very small, which works well. Uh, <laughs> but he actually, when he's bad, his full name is Corporal Radar O'Reilly, and that's only when he's really bad. All right. <laughs> See, now you're young enough. I'm sitting here thinking, I don't know if she's going to get that reference or not, but that's good. I binged all of MASH. That is my humor. I'm an old soul. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like, my generation and I don't mesh very well, Uh, aside from social media. Well, you're a, you're a, are you a, 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 are you a full-blooded millennial then, I I guess? Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm religiously Star Trek. Uh, I love (laughs) on some leap Star Trek, MASH, all the original shows. And I look at modern TV and I just go, my generations like this? Like, even the generations around me like this? Like, what the heck? So, yeah, I, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I look at some of that and I think these people are actually going to be running everything soon. And I just shake my head and, and panic, panic now. Think about the can- <laughs> I think about the cabin in the woods a lot. So. Oh, yeah, I already have a plot of land figured out. Oh, there you go. There you go. Now, you didn't, you, you grew up, you're from Michigan, is that right? Yep, I'm from Battle Creek. Let's see. That's the proper way on the screen. There we go. I'm from Battle Creek, which is right about there on the main. <laughs> okay. And what what got you into Sioux City? Because there's not a lot. You, I've, as as we're doing, you know, like I said, we do our, our forecast here. One of the things that I've been wanting to do is get uh, meteorology students to come in and do internships here and say, well, you guys can can do this kind of thing. But there are not that many meteorology schools. I mean, there there are some colleges that have meteorology classes, but the degree uh, as a as a degree program as a specific field of study, there aren't a whole lot out there. So how how did you find that path to get into college to study this? Definitely, yeah. One of the main schools that you always hear of, mostly because of Twister, is Oklahoma. Go to Oklahoma, and you got your degree in meteorology. Then there's also Penn State. They're another large school, which they're both good programs, but I wanted one where I would actually be able to know my teachers and my teachers would know me uh, because I'm a really bubbly person. I like talking with people, and I actually ended up going to Valparaiso University in northwest Indiana, and probably one of the only reasons anyone would know them is because of the basketball team. Uh, And so in the meantime, I was just looking it up. I thought, okay. We got five PhD professors, no TAs. I don't have to worry with or about working with people my own age. This sounds like a perfect win. And so I went there, and uh, the professors were insane. They all had specialties. We had a, a severe weather specialist, a snow specialist. We had a technology specialist, hurricane, like everything. And I just had the best time. The, the severe weather teacher is like one of my favorite human beings on earth. And so he actually let me come on the convective field studies, the storm chases that they do for 10 days every summer with like the upper level students. And so I went for four years, four, four, three, four, there we go, (laughs) four years. And I basically just learned from the best and I loved it out in the plains. I hadn't spent much time out in the plains. Most people don't unless you're from here. And I realized, you know, this is a really good opportunity for me to do what I love in the weather and also continue chasing storms. 
And when the position came open in Sioux City, it just so happens that the person who was holding it was also a Balfo grad. And she graduated when I was a freshman. So we got to know each other for a year. And she goes, I think we'd be great here. And I thought, I think I'd be great too. <laughs> and so I made the 10-hour, 12-hour drive out here on I-80. And I've been here for two years now. So you're uh, the you're you're doing the weather on the morning show, is that right? Still, <laughs> two a.m. to ten a.m. That's my shift. You you and Mrs. Boss would would be of a piece there. She's she's oh, yeah? she's up early, probably four forty five five o'clock, and and it's not wow. as early as you you are, but it's not it's not my hour. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, like yeah, I'm 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 not getting up with you. So sorry. No, I used not to happening. sleep until one p.m. and then I got this job, and I was like, I literally have to turn my life upside down now. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I imagine that probably makes uh, makes it a challenge to to do like regular civilian type stuff, you know, running errands and doing all that, because you know by the time you're off shift. You're toward the end of your day when everybody is is having lunch. So how much how much adjustment did that take for you? How long did it take for you to turn your turn your clock sideways? To be comfortable with it, probably six months. To be able to work and function with it, more like three weeks. Yeah. It was a painful three weeks while trying to catch up. But no, it's I <laughs> the schedule does not allow for friends. Uh, unless they work the same crazy shift as you. And that explains my friend group. I have the other meteorologists in town. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, yeah I, get off, I go to bed at five. That's when everyone else gets off of work, if they're lucky. Yeah. And so it's, it's nice, though. I found out, so the trampoline park's open at noon. All the kids are still in school until three. I get to be alone in the trampoline park, whatever I want. I can go bowling with the 80 and overlead. It's great. The Y is open. Like it, there are definite perks, <laughs> except for the social life, which I never had to begin with. So well, <laughs> yeah, and, right and that's that's typical geek culture, right? We're all we're all loners uh, in a group. Right? <laughs> exactly. No, and that's why that's how I got into podcasting. Was you know, hey, come on, we want to talk, and we'll just do a virtual talk thing. You don't have to have any kind of commitment. And then now I'm a year, literally a year into my actual podcasting journey, and I have a bunch of friends all over the globe who actually their evening lines up with my morning. So it works brilliantly. Well, you're getting, uh, you're getting a vote of support from Mrs. Boss, who's there in the chat. I think she's excited about <laughs> the idea of the, of the trampoline park in the middle of the day. Uh, so right. so in, in the podcasting world, how did you get started on that? Because that's a little bit different than, than this cosplay forecast. Which came first? Because you were doing that... Uh, and you know, here's, here's another one here. Let me, uh, let me pull this one up. This is your Star Wars. You're not in costume here, Katie. This uh, was one of the first ones, actually. Okay. That's why. <laughs> I did not, I did not know how well it would be received. Not so much by people. I made these, uh, I, I always say a quote from the person who wrote Charlotte's Web. I wrote these for children and to amuse myself. That's literally, it's like, I just was like, you know, I have a couple of friends who might be interested in it and I want to kill some time and have fun. And so, so when I realized, oh my gosh, freaking Luke Skywalker himself saw this. Mark Hamill, <laughs> holy cow, I need to up my game. And I have a closet full of costumes, so why not? <laughs> so where did the idea for this come from? Because this sort of thing, and I've I've run into this with a couple of other people before where, 
the hobby and the job kind of start to butt heads. They're, they, they kind of complicate each other. This looks like you're using uh, either, I, I'm going to guess, either school facilities or the station facilities. How do they look at this? When you, when, did, you have to, did you have to clear this with somebody first and say, hey, here's what I want to do? They kind of look at you sideways. The great thing is that if they know you're crazy going in, nothing will surprise them. So they knew I was really geeky and nerdy and I had fun ideas and all that, but I never actually expanded to YouTube or really anything. And so when I went up to him, I was like, Hey, I had this idea. I was talking with a friend and we were like, what would the weather like be in say Duckburg in the DuckTales universe? I wonder if they actually have meteorologists, but they have the news. What would the weather be? And so it started off as a joke. Like I bet you, you can't make a forecast for a fake world. But bet uh so i decided to just go for it and i went up to my boss i was like hey it's in my off hours it's not going to take anyone away from any any gig can i just film something fun here like that exactly and so i was like you know what let's let's do this and pretend and we'll see how it goes and she goes yeah sure i guess whatever as long as it's not taking away from your work oh this is fine this is all on my own and so we started filming it one morning when no one was at the station so no one would be embarrassed, even myself. And uh, <laughs> I decided to make this graphics package all by myself. And it's the same as what we use on air, just plug in some fake stuff like Duckburg Live Eye, yeah. uh, looking at the money bin. And it, yeah, that, that takes up a decent amount of time because I'm doing it on my own. But other than that, it's super simple. It's just what I do in my real job, <laughs> the same energy level. Now, I imagine that this has probably garnered uh, a little bit more attention than maybe you expected. So much more. I had no idea this would happen. Like recently on TikTok, I reposted the Star Wars one. It got like 80, what was it, like 80,000 likes, 200,000 thousand views. I'm like, how do people, this is incredible. I never thought anyone would see this outside of my friends on Facebook. And now all of a sudden... I have actual stars from the show, like Brent Siner from Star Trek One. He commented on it. Um, we had Jonathan Frakes, uh, Denise Crosby. She commented on it. It was incredible. I thought, okay, people are actually able to see, you know, people really enjoy their shows. And since all these shows, the ones that I do fan and forecast for have had a huge impact on my life, I figured, yeah, why not? Let's just let's show some love to the people, show them that, you know, however many years now, it's like 26, 27 years on, we're still making stuff and we still love the show. Now, you talk about taking the time to build the graphics and the different elements on that. And I know there's there's a little bit involved in that because of just just what little we've done. It's, you know, and of course, we're not using weather software. It's just, you know, throw it together in Photoshop and make the best of it. But you're you're using these tools and that's all fine and well and good. But then you've got this, uh, this one here that... It, there's there's a lot of graphic work here, but you probably you had to rehearse this a bit, I would expect. Oh, because you're yes. singing along with Yakko from the Animaniacs. And I wish I didn't have to have the mask up. This is like this is why we haven't produced many. I haven't made any Phantom Forecast really during lockdown. Is because we had to wear masks in the studio. Yeah, and so I was like, I wish they could see. I'm not lip syncing. This is me actually singing it and so i went i've been practicing the nations of the world song just for fun for about a, two years at this point yeah. and then i learned the extension in about two weeks and so 
that that was the easy part. The stamina of being able to sing while bopping around and moving around and pointing at things. I don't know how Broadway people do it. I was so dead afterwards. I'm going to release bloopers here eventually. And I was just like laying on the floor like, oh, my gosh. How many times times did you have to record this? One take. Really? One take. Yep. That was it. We did a couple extras afterward, and I didn't like any of them. So we just went with the original. And it uh, it was pretty great. (laughs) The problem is squeezing it into that two-minute slot and trying to keep it around two minutes so I can upload it to Twitter. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, no, the hardest, the most time, time intensive part of that is making the graphics. That took me, those were actual forecasts for those areas right. back on the day when I produced it. So I'd gather all the data, find all the nations, find all of their capitals, and then get independent weather reports, which many countries don't like sharing their weather, apparently. <laughs> so well, I just had to do a lot of actual science to get that one video yeah and that's that's the other thing because you know we we look at things like noaa and weather forecast you know weather channel and that sort of thing to pull up the data but you know there are there are parts of the world where you have these cities that are that are fairly obscure i mean we have over two thousand different events on our list and the ones that are having their in-person events you know some of them are are in pretty far-flung areas and you hope for the best, and you're like, well, okay, let's see if we can find the forecast for these cities. I don't know how much Mindy has been having uh, trouble finding things, but you know, Weather Channel does fairly well in, in putting stuff together, and, and you've got NOAA, you've got uh, National Weather Service. But, you're, yeah, it, the, the ones that are way far away we've never heard of this little teeny tiny town in poland and okay where is it uh yeah Yeah, it can be a challenge i i can appreciate that so what what do you hope to do you know now that you've got all this attention and you're this this multimedia superstar uh, what what are you what are you gonna do with it? You know what does what does what does Katie Nicolau do with this celebrity now that that you have? That is so strange to hear say because I never <laughs> thought it would happen. Like I, I, the real the real point where I knew I made it was when I got 17 million views on a TikTok, mm. and I'm just and I'm getting messages from Hank Green. I'm just like, what? This is I'm the introvert kid who couldn't even be on stage for a band concert, and now I'm doing all of this. Like, what broke in my brain? Uh, but no, I, what I want to do is, you know, help out the people who want to be meteorologists and the people who just like the weather and point out some of the cool, obscure facts that you can't necessarily break down in the two-minute news weather report and you have to be very serious and proper. I want to show the weird side of weather. Like, hail. Hail can contain poop. Did you know that? No. Most people don't know that. And so I want to take the time to show people the cool side of weather and some of the fun things that are always around them so that no matter where they are, no matter what their what their life is like, they can always look out a window or go outside and be like, oh, yeah, I know how that happens. You always know something. Even when the world is like, I don't know anything, you know something. I want to show my enthusiasm and joy for it and maybe help a few more people out of their shows as well. Well, in doing it in cosplay, that, that certainly is you know an attention getter. What got you in, into cosplay just in general? When did you start doing that? Well, I think the first cosplay I did was in high school. We had a costume contest, and I always had these weird costume ideas, like 
we would have a bunch of junk in a one bin. And I was like, oh, I could take a Borg costume out of that. So I made a Borg costume and I went as a really awful Borg. I hope there's no pictures of it on the internet. It's it's terrible. I'm sure, there, thought, I'm sure there are photos somewhere. <laughs> can you say? Somebody's just waiting. Somebody's just waiting. Exactly. Yes. CCAMSC. That was my school's abbreviation. You might find it there. <laughs> but it was uh, really fun. And I actually won a couple of competitions. And I thought, yeah, I'll make costumes whenever I want. Just, you know, Halloween. I'm super into Halloween. Halloween's my favorite holiday. And then I got to my first convention uh, in college in Chicago, and I thought, oh, I'll buy a uniform. I'll buy a Trek uniform. And when you walk in and you see someone in a real-life scorn, you're just like, how did you make that? That is incredible. I want that. And so in college, I decided to start building my resume with costumes. And actually, one of the things, if I didn't have a green screen I could show you, I'm working on a full-size Lego Man cosplay. Uh, for a fandom forecast. I had made the costume in college. It looked amazing, but it was made of cardboard. So it rotted. So now I'm making this one out of plastic and it's going to be great. But I just, I love showing people that you can just find something laying around and make something cool that people enjoy. And it, it just, it makes it so that everyone can feel special. Like in a world where everyone says, oh yeah, you're special. It's like, no, I want to, I want to earn that. Yeah. I want people to like, you know, actually think it rather than just say it. And so, I just find weird things that maybe not a lot of people would do, but I really enjoy. And hopefully I can break more people into the medium. That way I have more friends. <laughs> <laughs> now, how did the, how did, what, uh, what is your area of concentration on the podcast? You have, you have a, a YouTube channel here. Uh, the, um, <laughs> the so many random fandoms. And we've got a link in the description for people who want to check that out. So how did this come about? What was the idea behind hey, let's do a podcast on top of everything else that you're doing in weird hours of the day. Yeah, well, that was the main thing is I had originally, I did a DuckTales fan of forecast, I did a Star Wars fan of forecast, and I thought, okay, well, this, this is fun. I got some cloud on Twitter now. And then um, a couple of podcasts reached out to me, one of which was Orville Nation with PJ, and he was like, hey, you want to talk about your fan of forecast and maybe have you on as a panelist. Like, oh, yeah, cool. And so we uh, interviewed the guy who played East Echep, Echep, yes, yeah. I wanted to say Echep, but that's one of our other panels, Echep and Voyager. I thought, this is really cool. And they said, do you want to come back next week? And then it was, do you want to come back next week? And now I'm doing it every single week, multiple times a week. And I thought, I want to do this on my own channel. Like, I love working with Orville Nation, but I got some nerdy friends who are not into the Orville, who are into so many other sci-fi things. <laughs> so let's add that in. I cover literally so many fandoms, and they're completely random. I thought, there's the name. And uh, now that's the hub of where I put all of my fandom forecasts. I have my Star Trek, Star Wars, uh, Hamilton, Animaniacs, and that's where they live. And then I also have a really fun podcast with one of my old college friends. She is the Spock to my Kirk. Um, she's the one who says, no, don't go closer to that cliff, Katie. Come back, come back, come back, <laughs> and make sure I don't get too damaged. Uh, and uh, we talk about Avatar, The Last Airbender, and literally it's so random. That's, that's the whole thing behind the the show and yeah. the, the channel is everyone will find something that they like. We have a comment in the chat here from Rapunzel347. She leads a cult on SMRF. <laughs> Rapunzel! She's so, oh my gosh, Rapunzel's amazing. Uh, constant, always in the comments when we do our, our, our um, Avatar The Last Airbender stream, gives us the fan art that we desire. It, it's incredible. And we, we do, we call it, it's like, are we a cult? I think we might be a cult. Because we have a very small following and we're very devoted to the show Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> and so we just, we have so much fun. 
and we just talk parody and it shows you know people follow the other shows because you know, we enjoy being in each other's presence and being able to interact with each other now are you doing watch parties reactions reviews or anything like that i'm not seeing a whole lot of that i see your survivor audition <laughs> yes um. yes i am auditioning for the show survivor and the casting process starts back up in august so now how are how are they you know, with the fact that you work at CBS at a CBS affiliate, um, there are certain are there certain rules and and permissions that you've got to work around when doing something like this. I mean, if you go and try out for for Survivor, which is a CBS show, you know, besides the fact that they're going to have to figure out how they're going to do it going going forward, but mm-hmm. if you were to get cast on a show like that. What would what would that have? What kind of impact would that have on your job? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> for what we know, I I went into the job when I interviewed with them. I was like, I'm going to be on Survivor. This is other than being a meteorologist. I've always wanted to be on Survivor, and I want to knock off those top two. And they were completely accepting. They're like, All right, well, it's a CBS show. We're a CBS affiliate. If it brings in viewers and brings in money eventually, like why not? And so I actually I. I got um, some contacts. I sent out my application and I had some people who were actually on the show. They're like, you could probably make it. I was like, hey guys, this is actually kind of real. This audition is actually kind of decent. And they're, uh, they're still like, yeah, well, let us know if they call you back and we'll work something out. So they're pretty <laughs> chill about it. I see Mazers in the chat. Good to see you there. Hope you're feeling better there, sir. Uh, let me, let me ask you this because having, having worked at TV stations myself back in the day, um, the the question has always come up in terms of the news versus the sales. Oh, you can't do that story. Yeah. You can't you know that's our that's our client. You can't do that. I would imagine with the weather, it's probably not as much of an issue. But have you ever have you run across any situation yet where? There's there's some headbutting in in the newsroom over things. I mean, you're happy go lucky. You seem like you've got all the energy in the world and, and yeah. you have fun with everything. But what are some of the challenges that you've had to face? Maybe not necessarily personality conflicts or department fights or anything like that. But what kind of challenges have you faced? Because you're young. Yes. And here you are, a meteorologist on the morning show, which is usually, you know, it's e- either either weekends or mornings is where you start because that's the, that's that, those are the grueling hours. Oh, yeah. How, how much of a, how much of a road have you had there? What kind of challenges have you, have you had to overcome? Definitely. Yeah. So one of the things that was really unique about me is I did get to start straight out of school as a morning meteorologist. And being a youngin, they always try to start you on the weekend. And then three days a week you do the news. Well, I don't know if y'all can tell, but this doesn't do well reporting murders. Uh, I am definitely a more of a morning personality. I like helping people out in the morning, getting their getting their energy up. And you know, I, I can't drink coffee. This is just pure adrenaline and sugar. So it works out well. And they saw that and they're like, well, we'll have you come in. And so I started out and, you know, the first the big challenge with the job is trying to figure out the timing and how my life's going to be now. And once we got that down about three weeks in, I was like, all right, this is pretty good. And um, we haven't really had much in the way of any problems. Honestly, the station is fantastic. My boss just kind of looks at me and goes, as long as you aren't costing us money and you're bringing in viewers. <laughs> 
(laughs) They're really supportive of my random just internet craziness, especially when I got the TikTok icicle video that went like super viral. They're like, we just had CBS this morning call our station asking how to pronounce your name. Uh, Our phone has been ringing off the hooks about you. This is incredible. I'm like, as long as you aren't saying this is intolerable, I'm happy. Uh, <laughs> so it's been great. Uh, COVID really threw a, a wrench in our plans, though, because I was like, all right, once a month, I'm going to do a fandom forecast, going to just grind it out, and then everything came to a halt. Yeah. And so I've been sitting on my hands, basically, like, can I start them up again? They're saying June 1st, everything comes back. I'm like, yes, <laughs> Doctor Who fandom forecast, here we go. Well, but, uh, you know, we're looking at, you know, we're looking at all of these announcements for for events that are going to start back up. And, you know, we still have a number of them that are postponing to 2022 and they're saying they're going up. No, we're just going to be virtual this year again and and not take our chances. I imagine it's been pretty frustrating because for us, we you know, we had all of these plans to go out and start broadcasting from all of these different events in 2021 and, and, you know, 2020 and 2021. And here we are sitting on our hands because there's nobody doing anything. And of course, all of these events now are figuring out that they've got to have some sort of a virtual track. They're all doing it themselves. So we're, we've got to figure out what our next thing is, but I, I'm very much looking forward to, you know, events opening back up. We get back out on the floor. We start talking to people, start broadcasting again. Are there things specifically that you want to do with all of this that you haven't been able to do that that maybe involve going places? Are you looking to to travel with the fandom forecast at all, or is this you're just going to stay in home base and and do it there? Yeah, I've always when I went to my first convention, I thought this is really cool. Then my second convention ended up being C2E2 in Chicago, which is one of the largest conventions in the Midwest. And I thought, I really want to do this. Now I see the podcasters can have booths and all of this stuff. And so I would love to take the show and be able to meet people. That's one of my favorite things is um, before COVID hit, I was actually set up to be a guest at a convention in Sioux City. It's a very tiny convention. But it was like, oh, my gosh, I'm doing what everyone else does. That's what I go to see. And so I'd love to be able to go and just, like, answer any questions that people literally put a booth up and just be like, do you have any questions? (laughs) <laughs> just be able to talk with people and be like, oh, yeah, and if you want to make TikTok videos, try this. Or if you want to be on my quick show, we'll, we'll pop up a live right now and go for now. Yeah. And I think just being able to be in the convention atmosphere again would be amazing. My local comic book store, God bless them, Acme Comics in Sioux City, they <laughs> told me, they're like, if you want to come around with us, I mean, we go to all these conventions, you can hop in the car. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so oh, I'm really, I can't wait until they start back up because I miss being able to interact with people who are so accepting of everything like conventions. You can be like, yeah, I'm, I'm a total weeb. I follow my hero academia. I love all this stuff. And it's like, awesome. I'm a Trekkie and I'm into astrophysics. And it's like, that's awesome. Like it's totally the most accepting community I've ever been in. And I want that to be the world. So (laughs) you haven't run into certain segments of fandom yet then. Um, There are, you know, there are, there are days and and a lot of this probably is fueled by the amount of attention that I pay to social media just because, you know, mm-hmm. news feeds and all of these different stories are coming. We get, you know, it's eye on the 
eye in the sky type of, of thing. But the amount of bickering and feuding and fighting and gatekeeping and you're not allowed to be a fan because you don't like the thing that I like and how dare you say that this is not very good. It feels like, you know, your your idea of this is so awesome we can all be fans together, it, I, I don't want to be the one to tell you, Katie, yeah. but uh, that's that's a little pie in the sky there. Some have you run into any of the any of the negativity that's out there? Oh yeah, oh places? yeah. With my forecast, originally the Star Trek one was for Picard before it came out, and the 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 Star Wars one was for Rise of Skywalker. And I'm just like, yeah. And people are like, oh, these are terrible. These are terrible. I was like, yeah, but here's the thing: for the very few people who say they like it they're bringing money into the fandom. You know what that means? They're going to produce more stuff. The longer it goes, the more likely they are to circle back to what you like. So in the end, and I, I find a good thing about everything. You could tell me something terrible about a fandom, and I, I, I might even agree with it. I just be like, yeah, but you know, if you think about it this way, you're going to end up helping them in some way or another. And you just, you draw bridges between them. And if you, you run into someone who's a toxic fandom gatekeeper, you just be like, hey, let's talk about this and <laughs> hopefully change their mind or at least get them to start thinking in another way. And we all part ways uh, thinking we were right, which the, is great. The idealism of youth. <laughs> I know, exactly. Right? No, that's that's another thing. That That is what it has been the struggle in the newsroom. I'll tell you what, we had so many awful stories this morning. Like, oh, this uh, someone died of cancer and this person was shot and this person was stabbed and this and this. And now to the weather. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's raining. Um, how do, how do I save that? this? Yeah. Oh, that's a huge struggle mentally, like to be able to get past that. And I think that's why I do so much and why I'm so bubbly is like I want to make people smile because I know a lot of stuff in the world isn't going to make them smile. And if I can be that one light while yeah. being my own light, I'm happy with that. It's what I want to do. Mazers in the chat says, I have a feeling she and McKenna might gang up on you during Ranker Pit. Um, so we have we have a show, uh, one of our seven programs. It's called The Ranker Pit. It is uh, one of our two Star Wars programs. It's our roundtable discussion. And uh, McKenna, who's the host of Salacious Crumbs, which is our news, our Star Wars news show, uh, she and I have a tendency to not, not necessarily, we, we don't butt heads, but I'm the cynic in the group. Um, I'm the, I'm the old man, get off my lawn, you know, type. And it's, it's very easy for me to start getting very, you know, start getting deep in the weeds on is, you know, is Kathy Kennedy going to stay? What's happening with, you know, I, I, I saw the last Jedi one time, hated it. And, you know, I turned, <laughs> I'm, I am among those who almost turned his back on star Wars completely because of that. And, um, McKenna likes to roll her eyes at the old man and uh, and she she's more let's talk about the fun things of Star Wars. We don't want to get into the controversy and the drama and it sounds like you're you're sort of the same way where you're looking for how do we have fun with this and how do we how do we you know do something do something oh, silly yeah. or, and that sort of thing. Well, we had a discussion, um, Orphan Nation and my channel, So Many Random Fandoms, we did a discussion of Doctor Who and how the new show is not everyone's cup of tea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, for me, I love 
all Doctor Who because, you know, Doctor Who is Doctor Who. It is what it is. And uh, you can have favorites. We can have our least favorites, but it's all under the umbrella. Yeah. And so we brought in people who are vehemently for classic Who and people who are vehemently for new Who. And it's like, all right, well, let's get into the nitty gritty. Why do you think yours is the best? And, like, we get down into those little facts and tidbits. And it's like, well, actually, what you said actually ties into what they're saying. And we basically go from the depths of hell and rise up into the joyous fandomness. <laughs> uh, that's, that's my whole approach to things. Like, if we want to get serious, we can talk crap about each other. But at the end, my crap and your crap is actually intertwined. And it's just a big old porta potty of fandom. Like it works. <laughs> well, and and I would I would agree with you up to a point. I think there's also there also comes a point where um, there needs to be an acknowledgement that at times uh, you look at something like uh, like Picard, for example, or or Star Trek Discovery, and if there are so many inconsistencies between what's currently being produced in the history of the franchise when you're talking to you know especially when you're talking franchises that have been around for decades there's a certain expectation in fans that what you're making now is going to resemble or at least show some connection with what's gone before and i think that's where a lot of the frustration sets in you look at something like discovery or picard or uh, Jodie Whittaker's Who or the Star Wars sequels or anything like that. And the question comes up, well, are the people making this, do they actually understand what it is they're supposed to be making here? Because the is it, doesn't, no. it doesn't seem like it. No. No, you want to strangle them sometimes. And I do too. Like Picard, I had such high hopes and now it's just like, Come on. And so, but, you know, if someone says that they like Picard, I'll be like, what exactly do you like about it? Yeah. And then, you know, if they're like, I like the the tonality, I like this specific character, and that's why I like Picard. It's like, okay, so you don't just love the entire thing. You like aspects of it. Just like, okay, I can find some things that I like. You know, See, like, uh, what was it, uh, Jason Isaacs, um, what's his name? Uh, Lorca. In Lorca. Yeah. I liked when they revealed Lorca. I was like, I like Lorca, and I like Pike. So... I'm not gonna say I like Discovery, but I like portions of it. And you know what? I can see where if they, you know, gave them a spin-off, yeah. it might be better. And um, that's what happened to happen that time. I'm like, I'm cautiously optimistic about Strange New Worlds, although we're hearing some things that now kind of make me sidestep a little bit and maybe not so much. Um, and one of the things I can say about The Last Jedi is it sure is pretty. I mean, the cinematography exactly. on it is fantastic. It's a crap story, but, you know, that that is what it is. But, I mean... No, see, that's, that's one of the things. You, just, you find the bright spot that you like and just be like, all right, if you like it, I like this little bit of it. So we, should, we should revisit this conversation in about 15 or 20 years, Katie, and see what you, yeah. say, <laughs> what you say after that. Uh, depending on how much experiences you have with with fans between now and then, that's that's something. I I, I appreciate your optimism and your enthusiasm. It's good to see. Um, it it would be nice to have that in in lots of other places. So so what's okay? You you guys are kind of on hold with the fandom forecast. What are you doing in the meantime? You've got the podcast over on the show. What kind of topics are you are you covering there? What are you looking to do next? Yeah, so right now, the main podcast that we have that's weekly on my channel is Order of the Blue Lotus, which is an Avatar of the Last Airbender podcast. And we just talk about this show from 2005. 
that was originally a kid's show on Nicktoons that actually turned out to be one of the greatest shows for anyone with the most depth of any show that I've ever seen. And I want to expand to more fandoms. I want to talk with people. I had an original, like, a couple of videos where I talked with creators of different fandoms who were into cosplay or podcasting or whatever may be. And my cat just moved the screen. Sorry about that. Uh, I want to be able to do a fan cam and show off the different creators. Because like PJ always says in all of the nation, we grow together. You want to know creators who are of the same mind as you. And the best way to find out is to tell your friends. And so I want to expand on that. And I also want to just get back to fandom forecasting and showing people my storm chases. We had not had a tornado here, a true tornado in two years. I am losing my mind. Yeah. Well, oh, I have to say, we get one, I will take and live stream. Mrs. Boss got very excited. Um, was it day before yesterday? I think she was looking at. I guess it was the National Weather Service. Who who have, who comes up with the names of the hurricanes every year? Is that who that is? Is that? Do the National National Hurricane Center. National Hurricane Center. Okay, so apparently they've put out the list of all of the names they have planned for this upcoming season, and she was very excited that she was going to be a hurricane this year. We're going to have hey! Hurricane Mindy if we get that far. So she's uh, she was she was hyped about that. I was like, well, you know, <laughs> it's always fun to look on the list and just be like, am I going to be retired? Like uh, for all the poor the people named Katrina. Just oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh, or Karen. Yeah. There, there really should be. Has there been? When was the last time we had a Hurricane Karen? Because right now is the right year for it. I tell you. Sure. Did last year did we have one? Did we have I'm one? Not last year? It seems recent. Yeah. Uh, you get you get some of the crazy names, and it's so much fun. Originally, well, actually, I'll give you a fun little tidbit. This is what I love to share with people. Did you know that originally, when they were talking about the storms, they were just Hurricane One, Hurricane Two, you know, random hurricanes. And they're like, no, let's, let's name them. And then this was back, way back when, before women were into STEM. And so the guys started naming their hur- the hurricanes after their wives, because they were destructive forces of nature. <laughs> and I think that is amazing. <laughs> and so now we've moved into the, the girl-boy-girl-boy schedule. But I love the fact that they're like, you know, these things are powerful, and they are strong, and they can destroy us. So let's go with our wives. Yeah. Like, people don't know that. Just think, looking at the hurricane names, it's like, actually. <laughs> I can relate. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like I, I, some would say I am a destructive force of nature. My parents definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's, it's now, really fun. Just to it, it just it just hit me that I should that I should offer up a point of clarification. the the current The current Mrs. Boss, the current Mrs. Hunt, is not that destructive force of nature. Ah, uh, there so you are. <laughs> we'll we'll make that clarification here. Uh, so. <laughs> love it so you you're on cbs 14 where can people find you we've got uh let me see here i am going to pull up this so here's your uh page over on the cbs 14 siouxlandnews.com is the station yeah uh, you can then, tune in if you're an early bird 5 to 7 a.m we live stream our shows and then you have you're on uh you're on twitter uh weather underscore katie there and uh the so many random fandoms YouTube had to change channel. it from so many fandoms because apparently that was an anime channel and people were getting confused ah, that, that is that yeah is weather underscore katie is my general thing for facebook twitter instagram and tiktok i'm most active on tiktok and twitter um and i love interacting with people so 
anyone who wants to say hi, you'll get a hi back. Yeah, I'm 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 just not uh, I'm you know for as many social channels as we're on. I mean, you can see them all down here. Uh, oh yeah, I I have not I've not decided to pull the trigger on TikTok yet. I'm just like no old man, old man, new new <laughs> technology, not gonna do it. You know, TikTok, Snapchat. Never mind. No, it's fine. I we have we ha, we even have a Discord channel. I haven't figured out anything about how we're going to use it. So okay. I'm, I'm, I joined uh, Discord and Twitch. I was like, yeah, there's some My Hero Academia people on here. What is this world? I feel like <laughs> I'm being thrown into the new age of tech. I'm like, oh, I better learn this or I'm falling behind. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and Twitch. Twitch is kind of a weird beast right now with all of the all of the you know the controversy over the hot tub streams. So I'm like, no, yeah. no, we're let's let's just leave that live for a while and, and we'll come back to it. So I don't know, we'll see. Although we did do uh, we did do our gag hot tub uh, clip on uh, on a show a couple of weeks ago, but it was just <laughs> it was just footage of hot tubs. It was like here here's no, some I- pictures <laughs> of hot tubs. Here's so, your hot tub. Well, because that's, you know, that's now become this thing, you know, where how appropriate is it to get into some of these things with, you know, yeah. your streams? And, you know, that's even that's even a question on, you know, doing doing the forecasting cosplay, for example. There are some yeah. there are some costumes that are skating the edge. And now you're <laughs> like, well, <Slave> Leia. <laughs> well, see, there's there's Slave Leia. There's. um uh, what else could you know? Uh, Catwoman, you know, de- if, depending yeah, on well, which costume of Catwoman, you've I don't got. Have uh, for that. <laughs> well, how much? How much of an edge have you been given? Any kind of parameter? If the boss sits there and says, "Don't take it too far," are are they trusting your judgment at this point? They do. Yeah, I think they know. You know, sheltered child growing up. Uh, I'm not mm. going to do anything too bad, uh, especially you know with the station uh and you know being a public figure they're like all right she knows she has an image she knows we have an image and uh they they, over two years i built up the trust like guys i'm weird i'm not insane like (laughs) it's okay so and with them i always tell them like oh yeah i'm gonna plan on this forecast and i'm gonna dress up in this and they're like oh cool they don't know what i'm talking about they're on part of the fandom (laughs) but if i'm like yeah i'm gonna do one of pickup from how to train your dragon they just be like (laughs) Okay. So it's, um, yeah, I, I don't, and I, like I said, I don't have the body for that. I, I'm a nice, solidly built Midwest gal (laughs) and, uh, I'm sure I could do it. I just, I I prefer the costumes that I pick. There are a few people who have done the Slave Leia costume who probably shouldn't have. That's, that's nothing. That's, you know, there's nothing (laughs) wrong with that. There's. Uh, uh, speaking of which, uh, Rapunzel in the chat says, I just looked at the hurricane names, get ready for Hurricane Kate, followed by Hurricane Nicholas. So hey, you, you get Kate two Nicholas. this year. It works. It really does. And it was funny because last year, I believe it was John and Catherine or something like that, or mm. it was something in the past few years. And my brother's name is John and my full name is Catherine. So we're like, hey, mom, hey, dad, check it out. <laughs> uh, it's so much fun. Yeah, you can check out the hurricane list. Uh, they only released the first like the year, but if you look really, you look a little bit farther on on their website, they have through like 2025, and you can really look out and see what you're going to be like. Wow. 
All right. So what is next for you? Where where do you go? Where do you go next? You've got a podcast next or you're just doing the weather next or, or where can people find you your next project that you're that you're doing? Well, my next project personally is to go grab some food. I just realized I haven't eaten today. <laughs> but uh, the other project, uh, I'm going on a vacation here for a week. Uh, finally going back home to Michigan. All of us are immunized. And we're like, hug. We can hug. And so I'm going to go back. And then when I come back, we're kicking off with the Doctor Who Venom forecast. We are going to, like, June 1st hits. I'm like, all right, we're filming. And um, so we're going to have a June Venom forecast for the Doctor Who fandom. Uh, TikTok, I just constantly post videos. And uh, one of the things that I've really been passionate about this past year is doing uh, live streams with schools and doing video presentations for weather and school talks and helping out the teachers so they don't have to do a lesson plan for an hour. And so I'm hopefully, I'm, I have a couple scheduled where I'm going to be doing those. And then, like I said, tornado season is going to be picking up here on the high plains probably, I hope, June and July in the middle of cornfields. I'm not sadistic, anyone who was wondering. Uh, and uh, I'm just hoping to be able to do some storm chasing, keep on my Phantom forecast, and keep on with the Avatar one. Maybe have some new ones, who knows? All right. Well, over on Twitter, and I guess you said that uh, weather underscore Katie is also where they find you on, on TikTok as well. Yep, because apparently no one else has chose that username before me. Are you on Vero? Which is that that's apparently big Ooh. among cosplayers. So I don't know if you were on really? that one as well. So I'm gonna have to yeah. check that out. V-E-R-O. Now most of the time I just follow them on Instagram. So I, I'm a hodgepodge. I'm a mess. I'm very random. And, and then that's exactly what you get. And the the actual job website, CBS 14, up in Sioux City, Iowa, it is Siouxland News. That's spelled Sioux, uh, S-I-O-U-X, Land News. Uh, so you can get uh, your forecast from Katie there. And, uh, and that's one of my stories right there, too. <laughs> now, are you, doing a lot of, are you doing a lot of features then? Or are you able to do that kind of thing no, or no? Uh, I usually only do one piece every couple of months for this sweeps period where ratings really count. And uh, I just did one on how deaf people get severe weather alerts. And it's actually really informative and pretty cool. But uh, we're working on a bunch of weather specials. And that's why I pulled six 14-hour days in a row. And that's why I look so exhausted. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, uh, normally I just stick to the weather side of things and then just do all the chaotic fun elsewhere. All right. We'll look forward to that next fandom forecast. Uh, I assume you're dressing as Jody. Oh, heck yes. Yeah. I wanted to do David, but I'm like, yeah, well, I could do Matt, too. Hmm. And I'm just, I'm flipping back and forth between New Who because I absolutely adore it. That's what I started with. I was like, you know what? I think Jody's would work because I look really good in Jody's. I just, I like the look of it. So I'm like, I'm just modern Who so I can pull in all of her planets, too. Well, you know, my, and having, having been one of the old school uh, fans, my, my doctor is four. So you can always do the floppy hat and the long scarf. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I figure it's going to be, I'm going to visit some of the classic planets, planets and stuff. Where there's going to be a joke in there about Gallifrey, <laughs> which sounds a little distasteful right now, but it's going to work. And uh, Raxacorcopalopatorius and going to Pompeii and all of these great things. Oh, that'll be, be nice. fun. All right, Katie Nicolau, thanks very much for being here today. We will talk soon again, I'm sure. Uh, and, oh, yeah. and uh, those of you who are interested, the links are in the show description. You can find those and uh, we will we will do this again. Thanks for being here. Thank you. This is a 
blast. All right. And thanks all of you for being here. Those of you who are in the chat. And if you are here on replay, you can also leave a comment. You can send us an email live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com. Tomorrow on the program, we will have as our guest, Felix Hofseffel, who is the author of catch 42. It's a brand new book that's just come out. So we'll be talking to him about that. And we mentioned this weekend, you're talking about Doctor Who, we've got a brand new Tardis sauce happening on Saturday. Don't know what the topic is yet, but that'll be on at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 Central. And that morning, we will have Good Morning Multiverse at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 Central. And that will, of course, include not only all the news, but weather. So we do invite you to join us for that. And if you are new to the channel, we do appreciate you being here and uh, invite you to subscribe, have your notifications turned on. Feel free to share this or any of the other videos we've got. Find us on socials. And we will be back to do all of this again tomorrow. Remember, if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. And there are four lights. Thanks for being here. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2021 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.